Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leverage Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacles stand in our way in pursuit of the three Ps, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, We dive into advanced profit-first strategies, and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. We hope you've enjoyed the first 10 episodes to date of Profit First Nation. I have to admit, we did rush the launch of this podcast because we wanted to help our fellow entrepreneurs when COVID brought our economy to a screeching halt. Unfortunately, by rushing the launch of Profit First Nation, we could not include my amazing business partner, the perennially best-selling author, Mike Michalowicz, in every episode of Profit First Nation to date, as was the original intention. Mike already had his massive book launch for his newest bestseller, Fix This Next, in his schedule. And then, because he's obsessed like no other individual in eradicating entrepreneurial poverty, he went into overdrive to bring more tools and resources to small business owners in what Mike has coined recession response. The great news is that Mike is back and will be joining us on each and every episode of Profit First Nation for the foreseeable future. In fact, on today's episode, we will start to dive into ideas, concepts, and exercises you can do now as we all start to figure out, settle in, whatever you want to call this stage of what may or may not be our new normal. And you, my entrepreneurial friend, as a small business owner, are a significant linchpin in our economy. Right, Mike? Let me share, let me share this. Um, it's relevant to this and it's, it's something you can play for every profit first nation, I'm and maybe I shared this before, but I I'm repeating this over and over again because I am vehement about this. I've been saying, and you can stop me if I am repeating myself. I've been saying that small business is the backbone of this economy, and uh, I've I've taken that back. Small business is not the backbone of this economy. Small business is this economy, and what I mean by this is as we go through this crisis, the determinant of the economic recovery is small business. Small business will define how quickly we recover. It always does, by the way. Of every recession, you hear these great companies come out of every recession. You know who those companies are? They're small business that becomes big business. Google, Microsoft, all, Apple, all came out of recessions. 
the next them is coming out of this recession. There's no question about it. It will be small business. And if small business picks up our ball and we decide to go home, it's all over for everybody. Now, here's a beautiful thing. That's never happened and it never will. Because small business can adjust on the dime. The fact you're cutting over to online sales does not surprise me. The big juggernauts in the industry can't can't do that. It's like turning the Titanic. You're you're in a in a speedboat. You you can do circles around them. So you can adjust far faster. Small business can adjust far faster. Secondly, is the owner um, usually has control in the business. So there's no bureaucracy. It is decide and go. Um, thirdly. The, the small business owner depends on the success, right? Their livelihood depends on it. So they're vested in the outcome more than big business. Big business is like, ah, I may lose my job if I don't respond to this. I'll find a job elsewhere. Small business, we got to make it work. So my only question is, since small business will turn this economy around, since small business is the economy, why not be you? The listener, why not be you? You listening right now, why not it be you? If that's been your vision to have a successful company, as ever, however you define it, big, living the lifestyle you want, financial freedom, whatever your definition of success, why not this be the golden opportunity for you? Because it's right in front of us. Amen, Mr. McCallowitz. Your tribe is here and eager to get this party started. In our construction material supply business, Supply Patriot, we are totally accelerating our launch of what we have dubbed Supply Patriot 2.0. Supply Patriot 2.0 allows our customers to release orders online, gives them on-demand web portal access to their quotes, order status, and the ability to view and pay their invoices online via ACH. Did you think I was going to say credit cards? I think not. We've had customers offer to pay via credit card, but we reply, we do not take credit cards so we don't get socked with interchange processing fees that would shave points off our profitability. And we've never lost a project or customer because we do not accept credit cards. What is your business 2.0 going to be? How are you going to accelerate some impactful changes in your business now? Because Right now, like no other time in modern business history, can you make big, massive, earth-shattering changes in your business with a remarkably record low degree of resistance. Our world has dramatically changed over the last three plus months of COVID. I won't belabor all of the change we have experienced as everyday citizens. But now is your time to capitalize on making big, massive changes. Everyone has become remarkably well-conditioned to accepting all sorts of change. We have an unprecedented flexibility in the marketplace. So take advantage of it. I promise you, the resistance you may have been afraid of six months ago is gone. People are so hungry to get things moving forward, they will accept anything because it's better than where we have been during COVID. And when we are talking about big changes now, we are not 
talking about the things that you've already changed, like working from home, flexible for your staff, reducing your offerings. What we are challenging you to do right now is find more opportunities to change your business. It's like as if you are playing Uno and you have the draw for wild card. Play it now because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And to get you thinking about what big changes you can make now to have an unprecedented, big, and profitable impact on your business, here again is Mike to help you delve into your one step back exercise. So, my story around the one step back method is the belief, the conclusion that all businesses effectively are manufacturers. We all create something, right? So we're, we're creating an end product or maybe you're creating a, an emotion or a feeling. The analogy I use is like, if you're a chimney cleaner, you're not creating chimneys, but when you have that chimney clean, you're creating the sensation of safety, enjoyment, right? So you have to figure out what those emotions are. So we're all creating something. Well, to make that creation, we have to go through certain steps. So you can rewind the steps in reverse order from the final deliverable back. And what you'll see is an accumulation of many, 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 many offerings, perhaps offerings that can then become a new offering, a way to reinvent yourself. So the one I'm really stoked up about is restaurants because restaurants have been so affected during the COVID crisis. And uh, I've been working with a few and there's a great analogy because we've all experienced restaurants. The one step back method is you start with the final historical offering. So historically, a restaurant puts food on the table for diners to enjoy. That's the final offering. We then ask ourselves, what happens one step immediately prior to putting food on the table? Well, one step immediately prior is uh, foods carried to the table. Okay, so that could be an offering, carry out or take out. And that's a very obvious solution. Once you identify a one step back, a solution, our goal then is to amplify it. So a great example, so many restaurants have done carry out and take out. Many have not too. That's what's shocking. We've, restaurants in our own areas said, oh, we're going to wait this out. They went into shock. Now they're in desperation and they're going out of business. Some invoked carry out and take out, but they maybe are at 30% or 50% of their historical business. Well, one restaurant's actually growing here just by amplifying. They said, okay, carry out's an option. They teamed up with a food truck. The food truck can stock up um, tons of their dishes, three or four dishes, and keep the dishes hot. So now this food truck is doing runs into neighborhoods, and they'll come to your door, uh, and you can pick your meal. You know, they'll, they'll say, hey, we're in your neighborhood uh, between uh, 5 and 5.15 this afternoon. We have three items, and when they're out there, if there's something you want, they can just drop it off for you. And um, so this food truck is running food deliveries into neighborhoods, and the restaurant is more of a cooking center than it is a restaurant. They, they just are preparing meal after meal. That's an amplification on when you do one step back. Well, the beautiful thing of one step back is you can keep on rewinding. So one step back from carryout is foods prepared in the kitchen. So preparing food in the kitchen can be a new offering. And uh, the amplification of that is, well, people may want to prepare food in their kitchen. Maybe they have your five or six recipes that they enjoy the most of yours. Why not sell your recipes or really amplify it like this one restaurant did in rest, in uh, uh, Mexico City, and I can't remember their name at the moment. Uh, I was talking with them, and uh, they're teaching cooking classes. So now over five weeks, every Monday night, 
Uh, they have a cooking class that goes from five to seven o'clock at night. They, you cook their favorite, uh, your favorite seafood dishes with them. And the beautiful thing is because they're doing over Zoom, you're also connecting with your, your neighborhood, your friends and other communities that you haven't seen in a while. This restaurant is more profitable selling cooking classes than they were running a restaurant by going one step back. And you can keep on going one step back, one step back. You know, one step prior to that's procurement of, of inventory, meats, vegetables, condiments. You can become the blue apron for your local community now. And any business can do this. The funny thing is, I've been sharing this, and I'll be in a group of, you know, uh, auto shop uh, repair shops. That's one group I did recently. Another one was uh, mental health therapists. Another one's wedding planners. And I tell them this method, and they're like, that's awesome. Hey, how do I do it in my business? Walk me through it. And uh, I'm like, I, I don't know your business. This isn't something that you can just kind of spit out. You have to investigate your business by understanding your process. So you do it in reverse process. And this isn't something that this, you know, comes right to mind. You say, what's the final thing I deliver? A repaired car. What happens immediately one step before the car is repaired? We call the customer, tell us repaired. Okay, what happens one step before you call the customer? Well, we, we do the final check. Okay, what happens? And you keep on rewinding all these steps. And that's when you start evaluating um, where is there an opportunity to make that a new offering? So it, it is a process that takes time to analyze what you've done historically because it's almost a no-brainer. It goes without thought. So it does take thought to, to, to break this down into these little segments. Once you have the segments broken out, then we start ideating around how this can become its own standalone product. Yes, this exercise is so cool. With my preschool clients, I take churches through the process of becoming a licensed preschool and then help them recruit and hire A players, and then work with them over their first year of operation to reach their license capacity. Timing is a big deal with opening a preschool. You have two big enrollment seasons. The biggest is in August and correlates to the traditional back-to-school time. And the next biggest enrollment season is the first of the year, as in January. Well, obviously, COVID brought everything to a halt, including churches. In California, my church clients were subject to stay-at-home orders and could not make the work happen that they needed to do in order to become a licensed preschool on the schedule we originally prescribed. Basically, we are going to miss our target July opening because little to nothing could happen for three months. We are now looking at a December opening. Eek, not ideal. And my contract structure, ugh. I get my first milestone payment when we submit the licensing application to the state. Let me share with you the hardest part of turning a church's existing infrastructure into a preschool. It's getting the building to meet the fire clearance requirements for a daycare. One would assume that because these churches already offer care for infants and toddlers during their Sunday services, that they are already set to become a preschool. Well, Yes, the perception is the same, but the reality is a totally different set of requirements. Not to bore you, but since parents are on campus during Sunday services, the fire clearance requirements pale in comparison to a daycare's fire clearance requirements when there are just a handful of staff and lots of children to evacuate. When Mike challenged myself and my fellow mastery-level profit-first professional peeps to do the one-step-back method on our businesses, I finally found a way to get paid faster by stepping back my product offering, 
one step back at a time. And the best part, by restructuring my offerings using this one step back method, I can better scale this business now. Here's what I mean in a nutshell. The hardest part is the first step, which is usually the hardest part for most businesses, getting the client teed up and getting them implemented, right? I am now going to start my preschool engagements by only focusing on fire clearance. The first engagement will be to do a comprehensive assessment and provide a to-do list what the church needs to do in order to become compliant for state licensing specific to fire clearance. When they complete that stage, then they can re-engage with my team to take them on the next step. Cue the church bells. Seriously, my preschool clients are churches. Why did I not think of this sooner? I only focused on the ultimate end result and sold it as an entire soup to nuts package. The problem with this soups to nut package is that the babysitting, the prodding, the accountability was on my team every week to hear from our clients, we're waiting on quotes, we're waiting on quotes. Week after week in our 15-minute weekly huddles, the same reply. Waiting because they only followed up right before our call to say they did something. I love these clients, but I don't love babysitting them. And I don't love not getting paid because I structured my compensation reliant on my client doing their part at essentially their leisure. And especially when COVID snuck up on us, the July target for opening became a bust. This one step back method will also allow me to bring on more clients at a time because I'm not going to babysit them anymore. I promise you, spending 11 minutes on this exercise is so worth your time. It's good to force yourself to look at your business in ways you never have before. That's the intent of this podcast, to share with you new ideas, best practices, and challenges to make your business better and more profitable. This is the time to change things up. If you would like to download the One Step Back Method worksheet, then please visit ProfitFirstNation.com and click on Resources. Again, we have the One Step Back Method worksheet available for you on our website under Resources. This is meant to be a quick exercise. Set a timer for 11 minutes. Do it now. Do it first thing on Saturday morning with a great cup of coffee. If you are a true top 17 percenter entrepreneur, you are going to make this, this week's weekly priority for working on your business. My fellow mastery level profit first professionals were all given 11 minutes to do this exercise on our business during our virtual May mastery meetup. And everyone had some amazing ahas and wows in terms of new offerings for their businesses by spending 11 minutes on this one step back exercise. In fact, myself and my fellow mastery level profit first professional peeps have been working together and getting together with Mike way more frequently than usual over the last three months to go over all the tools and exercises Mike has put together as part of what he has coined recession response. 
We will spend the next few episodes of Profit First Nation with Mike specifically going over more of the ideas and exercises to build your own recession response for your business. If you would like to work directly with a certified Profit First professional, bookkeeper, accountant, or coach, then again, go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact where you will be able to connect with a certified Profit First professional. If you have questions for us, please submit them on our website at ProfitFirstNation.com under contact. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation's website, social media accounts, and related podcasts are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 